Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I can't wait to pick her brain for your benefit today, and quite honestly, for mine as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites, you know how much I focus on the importance of high-quality, magnetic, professional branding, right? Well, the show is going to help all of us to do just that. So, today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be super hot and super important information as well as a fun way to deliver it. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make life significantly more fun. As far as I'm concerned, we only get one trip around this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your boyfriend, whatever, anything that could possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second. So before we officially get going, I want to give you a little bit of background about our special guest today. Maria Ross is a brand strategist, author, and speaker who believes cash flow and creativity are not mutually exclusive. As creator of Red Slice, she advises startups, entrepreneurs, and small to mid-sized companies on how to craft irresistible brands. Maria is the author of Branding Basics for Small Business, How to Create an Irresistible Brand on Any Budget, and her humorous and heartfelt memoir, Rebooting My Brain. She speaks at conferences and events and has appeared in numerous media outlets, including MSNBC, ABC News, The Huffington Post, Forbes.com, NPR, and Entrepreneur Magazine. Maria lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with her husband, baby boy, and their feisty black lab mix. Maria, welcome to The Real Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Thanks for having me, Jason. I'm really happy to be here. Ah, the honor is mine. So, tell you what, before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading either of your books, do me a favor. Take a second. Share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Maria Ross? (laughs) Well, I'm passionate about storytelling. That's that's really the theme of, of everything I've, I've done in my career, my life so far, whether it's helping clients tell their brand story to the world and attract the right clients or customers, whether it's writing through my books. I've been writing stories since I was six years old. I really, really enjoy a good story. Um, and I'm also an actress in my spare time. So I enjoy telling stories on the stage or on camera. So I'm, I'm really all about the, the beauty and the joy of telling a good story. And I, I think that there's a place in, in business and in you know sort of corporate America for us to be able to tell a story and attract the right the right person or the right client um, with that story, with that passion, with that purpose. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. 
Wow. Well, let's. I, I really want to dive in because there's there's so much to this, and I feel like you are just an amazing resource for all of my listeners, and, and selfishly speaking, for myself as well. I'm I'm always looking to improve upon what we do and how we brand, and and I, I feel like this is just going to be a breath of fresh air for everybody. So oh, great, I'm glad. Well, t- tell me this. You know, first of all, and, and let's start really at the basics. Like, you know, what is branding and as far as a small business was concerned, obviously I know how Disney does it. I understand how Coke does it. Um, <laughs> from a small business perspective, you know, why is it important? Well, I think that's the big misunderstanding is that brand is only for the big guys. And that's that's exactly why I wrote the book Branding Basics for Small Business because it's not just about spending a lot of money. The truth about branding is that it's, it's again, it's about telling your story. What What is your story? And if you think of brand like reputation, it's a little bit easier of a pill to swallow because you're going to have a reputation and a perception in the market whether you, quote, unquote, try to or not. So branding is all about intentionally getting the authentic, real story that you want to tell out into the world. And you do that in three ways. You do it visually through your logo and your design and and your website and colors and all of that. But you also do it verbally and how you talk to people and what is that story that you tell, what language do you use, the tone of the copy, um, all of that. And then experientially is you've promised something to the world visually and verbally. Now do you deliver upon it? You know, we've all, we've all been victims of, of companies and brands that say they're one thing, but the experience of doing business with them is, is quite another, you know, companies that say customer service is so important to us. And then you call into their customer service line and you're on hold for 45 minutes on a, on a voicemail maze. So, you know, those are the things you want to avoid. And, and the beauty is that for a small business, it's actually much easier for you to control because you're not this big bureaucratic behemoth where you've got to, you know, have 90 different people making a simple decision about what color to put on the website or, you know, what <laughs> program to put out in the market. So you're much closer to your customer um, as a small business owner. So it's actually a lot easier for you to create a really connective, irresistible brand if you go about it clearly and consistently. I love that. Folks, do me a favor. If you are listening, um, if you're listening to this, I want you to pause and I want you to go back and listen to exactly what Maria just said. Because quite honestly, like we could end right now and you've gotten... <laughs> right, good night. <laughs> and thank you very much. It's been a fun uh, Realistically, you've, you, you, you've gotten yourselves a spectacular piece right there. Um, I have one question, you know, and actually I probably have about 40 questions, but do you feel like branding, when you brand appropriately, allows you to position yourself in a manner that allows you to charge what you're actually worth? Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing is, is brand is that promise that you make to the world. It's the, it's the core essence of what you are and what value you're going to deliver. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you only have to be a really high end luxury brand. You know, there's really good brands in the world that build their reputation, for example, on being, you know, cheap and, and easy and inexpensive and disposable. Obviously that's not your listenership, but I just want to make that point that, um, a brand differentiates you because it's a promise that you make. You know, there's there's a very different brand perception of Walmart versus Nordstrom, for example. Now they're both very successful and they both have their their core rabid fan base, but they're able to speak to those people and because they do that, 
if they're giving that promise to the world. And if you base that promise on something other than price, that's when you can deliver something that, that people can't find anywhere else. And that's when you can really charge what you're worth. Mm. So, you know, one of the things I've, we've always talked about is, you know, trying to compete on price. If that's oh. your if that's your unique selling proposition, it's always a race to the bottom, right? Exactly. There, it's a commodity. Yeah, there's always some jackass who wants to be cheaper than you. Mm-hmm. Right, which, you know, if you want to win that race, you know, it's, it's how to go out of business faster. I mean, you're not Walmart. Right. So. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, it's not even, it's not about, you're right, it's not about volume. But more importantly, it's, it's what is that promise you want to deliver? Do you really want to attract the kind of person whose buying driver is I'm looking for the cheapest place to go? Mm. So are those really the people you want out in the community representing your gym, representing your brand? Possibly not, you know, so you have to really think about pricing decisions that you make and be very careful with, you know, obviously we all want, we can offer promotions and we can offer discounts and we can offer things like that, but we have to be very careful how we do that because we can fall into a trap of that becomes our brand. And then people start to equate us with being the lowest cost solution out there. And that, that means a whole bunch of other things in terms of other brand attributes about the quality and the, you know, value and all that stuff. So you kind of don't want to get caught in that trap. If you're really trying to build a brand that you can charge what you want for, it's got to be built on other benefits other than the lowest price. Let's, let's talk about that for a second, because you and I started um, having this conversation before even the, the podcast started, and I was like, you know, fumbling to turn the recorder on because there was, there was good stuff there. Um, <laughs> you know... Talk a little bit about messaging, because I think that that's what we're starting to head into here. Um, you know, as far as if it's not, if you're not competing on price, um, you know, what does that mean? Well, you have to, you have to figure out what you want to be known for. So I often talk about brand in terms of what mental file drawer do you want people to place you in their brains? So we, we can think of lots of brands. We can think of Porsche versus Honda, or like I said, Walmart versus Nordstrom. And we immediately put those companies and those brands in certain file drawers in our brain. And that's because they've done a very good job, those kinds of companies, of being clear and consistent in their messaging in terms of what they promise with their product or service. So you have to intentionally make a decision about what do I want to be known for in the community? Who am I talking to in the community? Who am I trying to reach and convince and create a relationship with? and what matters to that person, and then speak their language. And that's what I call buying drivers. What are the reasons they would want your service? If you can sort of hang your hat on two or three main ones that you sort of beat the drum on over and over. So whether it's, you know, it's we have the safest equipment, we have the most experienced teachers, whatever it is in your particular environment for what you want to be known for, that's what you've got to sort of hammer home over and over and over again. It's not price. Hmm. And also, I'm guessing you want that as a benefit to them, not, I get it. And I've heard this, I've heard this for years. Well, we're the best at this. I'm like, well, who cares? No one cares. Right, exactly. It's Benefits are from the customer's point of view. A benefit is not what you do, provide, or sell. It's what the customer gets. And the best example I've found over my you know seven years of, of doing this under the banner of Red Slice is, to explain this to people, is think about a car company who who is talking about 
uh, ergonomic safety belts and the most state-of-the-art airbags, and they offer, you know, side protection airbags. Great. So what? So that means that we provide the most state-of-the-art safety equipment. Great. So what? So you and your family will be safe in a crash. That's the benefit. It's not about all the whiz-bang features and stuff they do and things they provide. And, you know, we've won all... I mean, I know that car companies do talk about all the J.D. Power awards that they've won and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's, okay, all that stuff is great. And how it impacts you is X. This is what you get. And you land on the benefit... I play a game with my clients called the so what game. And every time they think they're telling me a benefit of their, their company, I go, great, so why does that matter? So what? So why does that matter? Until they flip the sentence to not say, I provide, I sell, I do, I won. It's you get. So it's all about what your customer gets because they don't care about you. They don't care about all the awards you won and they don't care about how big your, your gym is and they don't care about this, that. They care about what do all those things do for me? So it's about flipping that to say why it's relevant to them and why they should care. That's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I want to I want to ask just a, a subtle shift here. You know, take me through what you feel. I, I know you have your seven your seven rules, right? Um, what would you feel? Um, can you kind of give just a brief overview? Of you know number one why seven rules and, and 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 what are they and then maybe just go into one as far as I want somebody to be able to walk off this podcast and say you know what this is going to be great I'm going to do this today I'm going to apply well, this rule yeah actually that's that's a different topic um, really the book itself breaks it down into ten key questions that you need to answer to create your brand strategy um, so what I did with the book was try to create something that wasn't you know a two hundred thousand dollar branding project that took six months for people <laughs> but it's really about if you can break it down and answer these ten questions you can create your brand strategy that will inform more effective marketing that will attract more of the right people to your business that will um, increase buzz for your business in, in the media or in the press. So a couple of those key points there are the number one question that you have to answer is who is your ideal customer? Because the truth of the matter is not everybody who needs your service is your customer. And I know that comes as a shock to some small business owners. Well, you know, I, I'm an accountant, so anybody who needs accounting services <laughs> need, needs me. And that's not true because if you think about it, Porsche and Honda both sell cars, but you cannot honestly say they sell to the same person because they're speaking to different benefits. They're speaking to different buying needs. Honda is, is speaking more to people who want safety and reliability. Porsche is speaking more to people who want um, you know, something that's, that ex is exclusive and high performance and fast. So there's different reasons people buy, so that means they're different buyers. So you need to think about who your ideal customer is. And it's a mix of who you want to represent your brand. You know, you can sort of start there. Like if I could look in the community and take one of my current one of my current clients or customers right now that is like, if I could have 100 more people like them, it, my business would be great. You can base a profile on that person. But you have to be very specific. It's not about, you know, I attract women between the ages of 25 and 60. Like that's not going to help you pinpoint your marketing at all. But an ideal customer profile is, you know, who is Jason? 
He lives in Redmond, Washington. He's 42 years old. He has two kids and he's married. I mean, create a character sketch of the two or three different types of customers that you want to attract. And what this will do for you, it's amazing what it'll do for you. It kind of seems goofy when you go through it at first, but as you get going and you think about what, what TV shows do they watch, what magazines do they read, what do they, what keeps them up at night, what do they want for their kids, what, uh, what's their passions, what are their interests, the more real you can make this person, the more you can start to see marketing opportunities and ways to talk to them that are going to connect better because you'll be talking to a real person rather than trying to talk to anybody who needs a gym or anybody who's looking for, you know, a cheer club. So you really want to be specific with the types of people that you want to attract. And again, go back to that, that car analogy, or you can think of, you know, a wine that, that, you know, wine brands think about how they're selling the same thing, but they're selling to different people. Who are your people? That's the most important fundamental marketing question you can answer because everything else is just a shot in the dark if you don't know who you're talking to. Mm, you know, I learned that lesson uh, years ago when I was studying the art of copywriting, um, you know, and really actually developing that picture of who I was writing the letter to. Mm-hmm. And this, this point is so important, people. Um, you know... If you're marketing to the wrong damn niche or the wrong, you know, the wrong element of your demographic, I mean, mm-hmm. that's all wasted marketing dollars. Absolutely. Because they're, they're never going to buy. And, you know, it's, it's kind of that mix of demographic and psychographic information, which is sort of the behavioral stuff I was talking about. You know, what do they read? What do they like to do? What keeps them up at night? What are their fears, their worries? And it might seem superfluous to do that but I'm telling you marketing opportunities will pop up that you never thought of if you if you do this type of thing I've worked with clients you know for seven years using this method and it's amazing how once they create these profiles they get you know six new ideas of marketing campaigns they could be doing that they never thought of because they weren't thinking about real people and oftentimes people come to me and they'll say, the reason I always use the women between the ages of 25 and 65 example is because, you know, I'll have people go, you know, I spent $5,000 to sponsor a trade show booth at, you know, this women's trade show because I target women. And it was a waste of money because nobody bought for me. And you dig a little deeper and you realize, you know what, those weren't your women. They were never going to buy from you. Right. So you, you want to think about it. If, if, if anything, it'll help you save your money. <laughs> Because it's all about creating this profile and then figuring out, okay, once I have this profile, now I can determine the tactics to reach those people. I don't start with tactics. I don't start with, I'm opening a business, I need a Facebook page and a Twitter profile, and I need to be at a trade show. How do you know? How do you know unless you know who you're talking to? Once you know who you're talking to, you can figure out where those people are, and you can reach them. Oh, so it's really, okay, so you basically need, you need a dossier for pretty much yeah. exactly yeah. who you're going after. Um, <laughs> put, put on your inner screenwriter hat and just get creative. I always tell clients, you know, pour a glass of wine or two and just have fun with this. Be creative. Because most of the time, you know you know your business, right? You, you innately know the brand you're trying to create. What I do is I just pull that out of people and help them articulate it. But they know. They know the type of people they want representing their business, and they know the type of people they don't. And even though you say... 
you know, oh, well, I, but I'm for everybody. Well, this isn't about who you'll sell to because you'll sell to anybody that's going to give you a check. Right. But this is about where you're going to target your marketing efforts and your marketing dollars. If other people get caught in that net and they, they want to work with you and they want to join, of course, you're going you're gonna to do that. But this is about being really targeted and connective with your message and your brand. No, that makes that makes an awful lot of sense. Uh, you know, just to be able to really break it down, and and I would think just as importantly, um, understanding exactly who you don't want. Exactly. Yeah, and that's actually how you can get to who you do want. Is sort of that's that's sometimes the conversation of how I get to that with clients is sort of like, well, well, there's got to be someone that you know do, you don't want at all. Like, do you want somebody that's looking for the cheapest price and only you know will hop to the next cheapest price the next time somebody else has a sale? And they they always say, well, no. And I was like, then you're not targeting people who are buying because of budget. Right. You know, for as an example. No, and that's, that, that's actually really, really important. Um, and I know this for many of the after-school activity world, you know, with now being a parent, um, you know, I'm very careful when I bring my kids to activities that I'm not that parent. Right, um, right, exactly. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, a new parent, too, and I, it, it's true. There's different types of parents, and you have to think about which types of parents do you want to do business with and which do you want representing you in the community? That's actually a really, you know, that aspect of it, um, that's not something I've touched on with my clients. So I'm really glad you brought that up as far as, you know, they're representative of your brand. Mm -hmm. You know, they're wearing your brand. They're talking about your brand. You know, do you want more people like them? I know that obviously you can do that within Facebook and have a a lookalike list. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, no different. Um, the one aspect here, and I think this is this certainly bears commenting on, is you know we don't necessarily don't don't look at your current people and think I I I, I have to have more people like you. You know, look at the people you actually want. Right of your of your you know there might be that one that one family that one parent that you're like oh my god they're just so great they're like everything the gym represents. You know what I mean? And, you know, then base the profile on them, you know, find and talk to them. You know, what, what, what does keep you up at night? Why did you join? What do you want for your kids? Get, you know, take, maybe host a little mini focus group of the parents that you, you really want more of those types of people and, and question them, survey them. Why did you join? What did you look at other gyms that you didn't join? Why didn't you join them? What about what we do resonates the most with you? What benefits do you get from from being part of our program? And then you just parlay that into your web copy, into your sales page, into your marketing materials, because now you know firsthand from the customers you want what they're looking for. Egan, talk to your clients. Oh my God, I know it's just scary. <laughs> you talk to the people who willingly give you money? Talk to what you want, yeah. Wow, come on now, that's work. I know, I know, but you know, it's, it's, so, it's so super easy. I mean, it's even, if you want to use a tool like surveymonkey.com, it's free. You can create five questions. You know, don't create leading questions like, why do you think we're the best club in the community? But, you know, try to get a couple things and offer them an incentive for their time for doing it. Offer them, you know, a, a Starbucks coffee card or, you know, a, you know be, fill out the survey and be entered into a raffle to get something cool. Um, but it's so easy to get, to get feedback from your customers and be checking in with them about, you know, sometimes you'll be surprised at, your marketing might be touting different benefits because you think that's why people are coming to you. And then you talk to your customers or your clients and you realize they're coming to you for completely different reasons. 
Mm. And that's something you can use. That's a nugget you can use of, wow, I should really be calling that out on my website. I had no idea that that was important to them. Right. Who knew? You know? Who knew? Exactly. Right. That's, that's enormous. All right. Tell me this. It is now time for our resource of the week. So tell me, how can our listeners find out more about you and how you help entrepreneurs to succeed? Well, I would love if they would join my special email tribe. Um, they can sign up at my website, red-slice.com, and sign up for The Juice, which are weekly insights and um, articles, inspirations, special content, special offers that I provide for free. Um, and they can check out my blog and all the past blog posts that are there. It's full of, of resources for them. Um, and then right now in the month of April, I have a brand love month going on so they can check out some details about that. But I'd also love if they would follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at red slice at red slice. Yeah. Fabulous folks do this. Um, you know, I'm a major fan of anytime you find somebody who's super smart, you know, watch what they're doing. <laughs> it's, uh, I know it's not rocket science, but, uh, yeah, but it's, it's fun. And I, I love providing sort of free resources and free advice and telling people what I think. I love doing that. Spectacular. <laughs> and doing it for free. So <laughs> it helps them with their business. It makes me so happy. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah. Tell, tell me this, Maria. You know, I, I always love to, uh, to close up my podcast this way. You know, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice, to either help their business or more importantly, to help them live a better, more balanced life. What would that piece of advice be? Focus. Absolutely focus. Um, I think that it's important for, you know, everything from your brand to focus on the, like I was talking about, focus on the ideal customers. Don't try to boil the ocean. Everybody is not a market. Um, focus on your work every day. You know, you, you, you can't do you can't do 900 different marketing tactics well as a small business. You know, you're not the size of, of Apple or Microsoft where you've got teams of people that can work on all these different things. So, you know, what I like to, to follow the rule of three. You know, what are, what are the three most important things I have to get done today? Um, if I'm in social media, what are the three social media platforms I really want to be active and engaged in instead of trying to be really bad at ten of them? <laughs> um, for example, so I think people try to do too much because they think they need to be everywhere. And if they focus, it helps them avoid the shiny object syndrome of this is like a new thing I need to be doing and a new marketing tactic. But it also just helps you manage your life and manage your work so you're not so manic and overwhelmed. And, you know, I learned that lesson really powerfully personally um, when I recovered from a brain injury several years ago, I just couldn't multitask the way that I used to. And it was actually a blessing because it's, it is really all about focus and prioritization. Work-life balance, quote unquote, is a myth because you can't actually keep everything at, you know, 12.5%. You have to know that things ebb and flow and that you're going to have to prioritize certain things at certain points and other things are going to fall to the back. And then at other times, those things in the back are going to come to the front. And it's the same thing with running your business. It's the same thing with marketing and branding. It's the same thing kind of with living your life is that you just need to figure out where your priorities are and where you want your focus to be. Mm. Wise words. I love this. Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and I really appreciate you sharing some of your time and some of your wisdom with us. Well, thank you. It was really fun talking to you. Absolutely. You know, folks, actually, this, this hits me. Let me, um, now that we've gotten through and you, you've heard some really great stuff, um, 
I'm going to challenge you this. For those of you who are on Twitter, um, do me a favor. Post up, um, comment up on Twitter that you have just listened to this podcast and the one action you are going to take. Make sure you tag at Red Slice as well as at Jason M. Silverman. And what we'll do, um, Maria, if you're open to it, is let's, uh, let's pick a winner and we'll, uh, we'll send you a book. That sounds fabulous. I would love that. Perfect, yeah, and perfect. I, you know, if I if you want me to give you an assignment, you know, create your ideal customer profiles. Create just just two or three, not twenty, but you know, or start with one and just create sort of that perfect person. That if you could fill your gym or fill your program with people like that, who are these people? What what do they do? What is their life like? What do they enjoy? Um, for me, for my business, my ideal customer profile. I even have like they enjoy red wine, that they have, you know, kind of a quirky sense of humor. Those are all things that help me create programs and copy and marketing that really speaks to those people. So I'd love for you to have that benefit of, of an ideal customer profile. Perfect. You guys, you, you hear it first. Take, uh, take some action on that. Uh, you may just win yourself an awesome book that you should read and reread and reread again and don't give it all right. And I'm happy to send it to you. Send it to you signed. So Fabulous. Get, get to work. <laughs> get to work, peeps. All right, folks, that is all the time we've got for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more information about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of our mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, people. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.